Amen, amen, amen. I come in agreement with your declaration. In Genesis chapter 37, and we're looking at, we're just going to look at two verses of scripture. You can go back and read the entirety of the story so that you have the full context of it. I will be keeping this in the context, but I don't want to have to elaborate on all the scripture. But in Genesis 37, verse number five, reads this way. Now, Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. Everybody look up one moment. If you communicate your dream to the wrong people at the wrong time, they are going to feel some type of way with you. Verse 19. Then they said to one another, look, this dreamer is coming. Come, therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into some pit, and we shall say some wild beast has devoured him. You may not be aware, but there are some enemies to your life that would try to snuff you out before you even get started working on the dream that God will place in your heart. So this morning, I'm going to talk to you from the subject of motivated by a dream. Motivated by a dream. You may not recognize it right now, but it is very important for you to be motivated by a dream that God gives you. Because there are some things that only a dream will be able to do for you that sometimes nothing else will help. But the fact that you got a dream, I stand before you today based on a dream that God gave. Before I had met any of you, before I met any of you, God gave me a dream in 1995 and told me that one day you're going to pastor in Connecticut. Based on a dream. And if you could only imagine all that I had to go through just to do what God had promised he was going to do. He had all of you in mind and many others who hadn't even shown up yet. Back in 1995. <laughs> I know y'all having a hard time believing that y'all was in my dream. That's how powerful God works in dreams. That God will begin having conversations with someone else that's going to connect them to your life as a result of what he wants to do in the earth. So I'm asking you, if you didn't have the opportunity to be here New Year's Eve, if you will get that CD, I believe it will be a blessing to you because it's connected to your destiny in life. Although we may not see ourselves working towards our dream in our present situation, you can be reassured today based on Romans, if you would, just keep your finger in Genesis 35, 37 and go over to Romans chapter number 8. You can be reassured today 
just based on Romans 8. When you get there, let me know you're there. In Romans chapter number 8, I'm going to read this to you from the Living Bible. Romans 8, verse number 28. And we know, can somebody say we know? And we know that all that happens to us is working for our good if we love God and are fitting into his plans. First of all, do I have anybody in the room today that loves God? So the fact that you say you love God, you can know, you can be reassured that all that happens to you is working for your good. I don't care how bad it is. God will make it work for your good because you love him. And not just because you love him, but you also have to find yourself fitting in God's plan. See, some, some people want a dream to happen because they love God. But if you don't fit yourself in God's plan, he's not obligated. Are you hearing me? So be reassured today that you can know that God is working things towards your dream. That's what his intentions are. Don't ever forget this. This is something that you and I have to know. God has a dream for your life and it is very significant to him. Can you say that? God has a dream for my life. And it is significant to him see it doesn't matter that no one else think your dream is significant but as long as God knows that the dream he has given you and the dream he has given me that is significant to him then he'll do whatever it takes to see that dream come to pass he'll do whatever it takes for you and I to have the dream that he's placed in our heart and he'll do that because of his love for us. And when God loves you and I, he always brings light. Oh, you got to hear me. Because God has such great love for you and I, he always brings light. Do you remember back over in the beginning, over in Genesis, the earth was filled with darkness? And what did God say? Why? He's light. He is light. So because he is light, there can be no darkness around him. So whenever your life is in darkness, all you have to do is ask God to bring forth the light. And he will shine light. He will illuminate your pathway. He'll illuminate your mind. He'll cause you to see scripture in a whole different way because he wants light to come to you and I. He'll light the way for us. And whenever God is up to something, he always give us light. <laughs> when we are talking about envisioning something, it simply means God will turn light, turn the light on for you to see it. And he'll turn the light on for you to see it before you see it. Let me see if you can catch that. Whenever we're talking about envisioning something, 
it means that God will turn the light on. And he will turn the light on so that you can see it before you see it. You got to see it twice. You got to see it twice. The first time you see it, you see it on the inside. You see it on the canvas of your imagination. We'll, we'll talk about that down the road. But you got to see it first in the realm of the spirit. And then, once you grab hold of it and you see it in the realm of the spirit, then you wait for it to manifest in the natural so that you can see it with your physical eyes. We're going we're gonna to talk about those processes on down, on down the road. So now you can see what is possible. You can also see who you can become. You could also see what you could build. How about you could also, watch this, you could also see what can inspire you or motivate you. See, if God did not love us, he wouldn't have to kill us. Guess what? All he have to do is leave us in darkness. If God didn't love you and I, all he would have to do to us is leave us in darkness so that we cannot see. Ah. But because of his great love, he then turns light on so that you can see what's possible. Oh, my goodness. This is the beauty of God. God never goes to anybody else and asks them what's possible for you. God never goes and asks anybody else, is it okay for them to have this dream? I can dream as big as I desire. I can dream as big as God can allow me to see. And nobody else has power or authority to shut my dream down. I got any dreamers in the house? <laughs> see, if you don't have a capacity to dream, some of you may not have been dreaming anything lately. Or you may have been dreaming things and it's become nightmares to you. That's why you have to dream again. Don't let it stay a nightmare. Are you hearing me? Many of the world's greatest leaders start by having a dream. They're always thinking ahead, making moves to accomplish what they are anticipating happening. They don't always know how it's going to happen. They don't always know when it's going to happen. They just have this anticipation that they've had this dream and now they are starting to work towards the dream and they believe that it's going to be. They believe it's going to be. And many of them have failures while working towards their dream. But they don't allow the failure of working towards their dream to convince them that the dream is not possible. Unfortunately, sometimes people of God, children of God, gets frustrated during the moments and they allow that things that are not happening for them in the time that they thought it should happen, they will then give up on it. 
They'll give up on it. But all you have to understand is that just because it's delayed doesn't mean it's denied. Just because it's delayed in your life doesn't mean it's denied. If God gave it to you, then you can believe that he is going to bring it to pass. So it motivates or compels them to, to speak differently, think differently, and live differently when they have this anticipation of a dream. I want to use an acronym this morning to, to deliver to, to us what it means to be motivated by a dream. Everybody say motivated by a dream. I'm going to use this acrostic that, that will help you to understand what a dream will do. Num number one, or the letter A, a dream will distinguish you. The first letter in dream is D. A dream will distinguish you. A dream from God will always make you stand out. A dream from God will mark you and cause you to be different from other people. Are you hearing me? When you have a dream from God, it marks you, it causes you to stand out, and it distinguishes something different about you. For our millennials in the room, so many of your peers are just looking to be a terrible copy of someone else. But when you have direction for your life, you will be amazed at how many people start to talk about you simply because you have some direction. Just over a sense of direction for your life will cause others to want to begin to talk about you. In Joseph's situation, in Joseph's story, Joseph, watch this, he had a coat that his father had given him of many colors. So whenever Joseph would put that coat of many colors on, it always reminded his brothers of the dream that he shared with them. That coat made him stand out from everybody else. Oh, you got to catch this. The coat of many colors could cause other people to look at his coat and begin to talk about him because his coat is so colorful. But they don't understand that his coat distinguished him from all of them. Your dream would distinguish you from everybody else. And when you start talking about your dream and they hear your dream, they'll look at you just like you got on a coat of many colors. But they don't understand God has made you different. That you have a coat of many colors and God will cause that coat to stand out in, even in a crowd. <laughs> Watch this. So every time Joseph would wear the coat, every time he had it on, every time he had it on, it would cause his brothers to remember the dream that he shared with them. Your dream, guys, your dream will distinguish you from other people. By the way, if you are without a dream, if you are without a dream, one of the most important things that you could do is get around dreamers. Because if you get around other dreamers, you can eat the crumbs that fall from their table. Oh, you didn't hear me. If you start hanging out with other dreamers, when the crumbs start falling off their table, you can get the crumbs of the dream that they got, and you can get your own dream. 
Why hang out with other people who aren't dreaming anything and you trying to get a dream? Why hang out with people who still talking about 2019 and you trying to get into 2020 real good? Ooh, if y'all were, if y'all were here on New Year's Eve, um, uh, somebody showed up in the house. This this rapper cat came in and visit with us. It was all a dream, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, listen to me real closely because this is very important. When you are with the wrong crowd, you will not have dreams. You will start having nightmares. When you're with the wrong crowd, you won't have dreams. You will have nightmares. And the nightmares will torment you at night. Next, secondly, next. A dream will reveal your uniqueness. A dream will reveal your uniqueness. Can you just tell the person next to you, I'm very unique. Therefore, you are privileged to be sitting next to me. Oh, yes, amen. Oh, yes, amen. Oh, yes, amen. Oh, yes, amen. You are sitting next to a very unique species that God has created. So don't look at me. Don't try to make me like anybody else. I'm very unique in who I am. Very unique. And if you can't handle my uniqueness, you might want to find another row to go visit and sit on because I'm so unique on this whole row, I'll change the row if they don't want to move. I'm very unique, very unique, very unique. <laughs> watch this, watch this. See, if you're only interested in being a big fish in a small pond, then you, your reach will be very limited. And some people are okay we're going to get in a small group of people so they could stand out big. However, if you're not afraid of getting in a larger capacity of water, you may be surprised by how much potential you can release because the environment calls it forth. The environment will place a demand on you to grow. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? The environment by itself will place a demand on you to grow. They did experiments with they did experiments with some sharks and these builders of tanks had an 8-foot tank built, had an 8-foot tank built or and and they put the shark in the tank and the shark would only grow as big as the tank. But when they took the shark and put it in a larger body of water, the shark then began to expand its capacity and grow because the environment it, is, it was in predetermined its growth. I believe that there are some people who have been in the wrong environments too long and they've gotten too comfortable in those environments and you have reached your limit. 
And the only way you will break the limitations off of you is to now say, you know what? I need bigger waters. I need bigger waters. My friendship circle's been too small. I need to be around some people that I can't help but to be quiet and learn. I want to announce to you this morning, you are sitting in the dream laboratory. This morning, you are sitting in the dream laboratory. Our God is big, and it is time for us to enjoy a larger body of water. <laughs> you have been too comfortable for too long to stay where you, where you are. So allow God to reveal to you what's possible, watch this, based on your unique DNA. You are so unique that God has not allowed another person on the planet to be made like you. Now, if God made me that unique, that he would not, listen to me, listen to me, even if you have a twin. Minister Anna, can you stand up? Thank you. I, I glanced the room for a second, didn't, didn't see. Twins, can you all stand up? Stand up. Twins, yeah, stand up. Stand up. Listen, listen, even if you are a twin, your DNA is so uniquely different from the person who seems to be similar to you. All they can be is similar. They can't be you. You are so unique. That is why you don't allow anyone to shut down your uniqueness because they can't handle it. When you find people, you can be seated, thank you. When you find people who, who wants to shut down your uniqueness, that simply means I'm in a shallow body of water. I need to swim out a little further, a little deeper, so I don't have to even put up with those who can't celebrate my uniqueness. <laughs> Notice I did use the word celebrate. We're not looking for people who wants to just tolerate us. We want people who want to celebrate who we are. Yeah. Celebrate who I am. To be unique means, to be unique, it means you're the only one. Come on, say, I'm the only one. Oh, come on. Can y'all can y'all have a little swag this morning? Say, say I'm the only one. I'm the only one. <laughs> yeah. Can't nobody else do this like this. I'm the only one. Ah, suki, suki. Now. <laughs> Can't nobody beat you at being you. I don't care how much they copy you. I don't care how much they try to model you. I don't care how much they get a cut like you. They can't be you. So I might as well 
enjoy being my unique self that I am. Ah. Mm -hmm. To be unique, you're the only one. There's no one like you or equal to you. <laughs> to be able to be distinguished from all others of its class is what it is to be unique. My God, my God. Do you understand that God has created you and I in his class? God is a spirit. We are a spirit being. So God has put you in a very unique class. Why would you, being in God's class, want to start acting like a devil? That's a lower class. Are you hearing me? Don't dare settle for something lower than what God has created you for. My God. You're distinguished from all others of its class or even of its type. Can, you, can I just get five of you to, that know how special you are to shout, I'm very unique? I'm very unique. Yes, amen, amen. Thirdly, 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 the letter E. Your dream will establish you. Your dream will establish you. When you have a dream from God, it will put you in a favorable position. My goodness. Don't ever overlook favor happening for you. Don't ever overlook favor happening for you. Favor does not happen for everybody. God chooses to favor me because of who he's called me to be and because of what he wants to do in my life. It really has nothing to do with me. I am just choosing to walk in the grace he's made available to me. And as a result, there's favor that comes with it. So your dream will cause you to grow and multiply. Everybody say, I got to grow because I want to multiply. Mm -hmm. Your dream gives you excitement and enthusiasm and causes you to get up in the morning. This is very important because there are times, all of us, all of us, every person in the room, all of us have moments that we go through in life where sometime we experience those days where I don't feel like getting up. I just want to sleep in. Thank God you didn't do it on Sunday, praise God. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> that was for me. That was for me. I apologize. That was for me. But, but no, all of us go through moments and times where we feel like I just want to sleep in today. Listen to me. When you have a dream from God and you even turn over to sleep in, it's something in that turn. Man, let me get up. That just pushes you up because you know you have a reason and a purpose to get up out of that bed. You got to hear me. When people get depressed or oppressed, it simply means the enemy has come and caused them to lose sight of their tomorrow. In other words, they have allowed the light to go out. 
you can't sleep in for three days straight. I heard you. I could. <laughs> I heard you. I could. Why waste that time? What if God had a plan for you on that second day, but you chose to sleep in and you missed your day of visitation? Hmm. I hear you. I'll catch it on the rebound. Won't be no rebound. The dream you have will amuse you to be stable and not to chase after everything. When you got a dream from God, you no longer chase everything. You no longer pursuing everything that's out there. You are very stable and confident in what it is that you're after. And when it's not what you're after, you know how to look at it and say, oh, that's not for me. That's not mine. I don't care if it comes sit right next to me. That ain't mine. That ain't what I've been praying about. I haven't spent all this time in prayer. For you to find a comfortable seat next to me. And then to think that we need to be acquainted. Some of you better introduce the shaking of your head to stuff. When the enemy presents another job opportunity to you, you might need to. When he comes with a counterfeit opportunity for you to attend another church. Because you understand that God has established you. And once he established you. He is not confused about what he's doing. It's very important, guys. This is very important. Whoever told you that you cannot accomplish things your parents never did, lied to you. Are you hearing me? Who told you you could not own your own business? Who told you you can't be married this year? Hello? And live happily ever after. What are you dreaming about, child of God? Who told you it's not possible? As a matter of fact, if you got people around you that's telling you it's not possible, you need to push them to the outside. To the outside because they are too close to the inside to have a, an impact on you, which would cause you to maybe interrupt your own dream and change it. How about this? How about if we just dream bigger than today? <laughs> when you choose to be different from others and dream like no one else, you will have to persevere beyond prevalent attitudes. P. 
people always think they can do more. Prevalent attitude. People always think they can do more. That's what they'll say. Why do you think you can do that? Prevalent attitude. You will have to persevere beyond the prevalent attitudes that shows up when you desire to dream bigger than others will, are willing to think. The letter A, the next one, the letter A, your dream will announce you. Your dream will announce you. <laughs> oh, my God. Please understand, the moment you begin to go for what God has placed in your heart, there will be many who hears what you are announcing. Some will be for you, and they will come alongside you to assist you, and there will be others who will be completely against you. What did I say? I'll repeat it for you because you didn't get it and I need you to hear it. Some will be for you and come alongside you to assist you in bringing your dream to pass. At the same time, there will be an audience that heard the announcement and will attack everything you attempt to do. You better be aware that the moment you start to announce the dream that God gave you, the devil heard it. And the devil then goes on strategic assignment, trying to frustrate and to predetermine ways, situations, obstacles to keep you from pursuing the very dream that God gave you. We, we've been to, well, I've been talking to you about this a little. Let me just show you some things. Actually, we'll get there in just a second. I'll give it to you later. But I want to show you some things about why this is so significant, because sometimes we don't realize we think that just because th we get attacked, the enemy starts to attack our dream that that God doesn't want us to have it. Contrary to the contrary. Listen to me. When the enemy starts to attack your dream, you allow that to become your witness. Oh, I'm on to something. Oh, I must be on to something. This joker all of a sudden going to show up and start attacking me in this manner because I start pursuing what God has for me? Oh, I must be on to something. I don't want to now start pushing back away from it. Oh, I need to push even closer towards it. Very, very, very important. If you stay focused on the voice that was behind the word that God gave you, Notice, I said, stay focused on the voice behind the word. Sometime God gives us a word and it may come through someone and you start focusing on the person. No, you stay focused on the voice behind the person. If God spoke through an individual, then I know that was God speaking, not the person. So I stay focused on the voice behind the word. You better always know in life, I don't care who prophesied to you, there's always a voice behind the word. Even when you read the written word, there is a voice behind the word that's written. Very important for you to stay focused on that voice. 
finally, finally, when it comes to a dream, your dream will also maintain you. Your dream will maintain you. Your dream from God will keep you in a state of existing. Mm-mm-mm. Your dream from God will preserve you from failure or decline. God, by his grace, will sustain you against opposition or danger. God will be your defense. You might as well know when you pursue a dream from God, there will be attacks. I said when you pursue a dream from God, there will be attacks. So don't allow the attacks to throw you off course. As a matter of fact, the attacks are necessary. I said the attacks are necessary. Because it's the attack that causes you to keep your face grounded to God, pursuing after God. Oftentimes, when we don't experience things, when we don't go through things, then we think we just have this easy road. And so when something shows up, then we don't know how to handle it or deal with it. Are you hearing me? Now, here's some things that I want to give you before as we're closing. Things that we can learn from Joseph's life. Things we can learn from Joseph's life. Number one, the first thing that you can learn, there will be times when your circumstances are inconsistent with your dreams. There will be times that your circumstances are inconsistent with your dreams. At that moment, at that moment when you experience that, you will either settle or you will trust God that your life will catch up to your dream. You will either settle or you will trust God that your life will catch up to the dream that he gave you. Joseph had some very serious situations in his life. One of the first serious situations we see Joseph encounter. When he shared his dream with his brothers and his brothers got very upset with him, they all of a sudden decided that they were going to place him in a pit. Everybody say a pit. You might find your dream feeling like it's got you in a pit. But don't ever think you won't come out the pit. God never intended for the dream he gave you to have you in a pit that you couldn't come out of. Secondly, after Joseph experienced the pit, he then had an encounter with Potiphar. He had an encounter with Potiphar, and as a result of that encounter with Potiphar, Potiphar's wife, She begins to seduce Joseph. She begins to pursue Joseph. Watch this. After Potiphar had put Joseph second in command of everything he owned. I'm sure. I'm sure. Even back in Bible days, old girl had a little short, short dress on. Had her little upper chest area out. Trying to pursue Joe, she was in pursuit of him. If you read the scripture, she said, come lie with me. Straight talk. Gave him straight talk. And Joseph said, what would I be to sin against? Forget Potiphar. I love Potiphar, but what would I be to sin against God? So he chose to run. 
And when he ran, some of you need to run, praise God. That's what I just heard in my spirit. I don't know who you are that's in the room today, but I just heard that thing in my spirit so loud. You need to run. Pastor, I ain't ran in a long time. Well, you better get back on the treadmill, praise God, and learn how to run. You might need to run from some stuff this year. When stuff come after your dream, you run, praise God. Don't hang out with it. Run. But watch this. So he went to run, and she stripped him of his coat, and she kept his coat. And when her husband returned, because she had his garment, she had his coat of many colors, everybody, remember I told you it would distinguish you? Everybody knew who it belonged to. Nobody else had a coat like it. So now he goes from being in a pit, having an encounter with Potiphar, that Potiphar now hears a story from his wife, and now he goes into prison. All because of a dream. But while he's in prison, <laughs> he begins to interpret the dream of a cupbearer and a baker. He interprets their dream. And he asks one, will you remember me when you get out? Because the master, the king, is going to come, out, come get you out. And he's going to get you out, but you're going to die. One of the interpretations of the dream meant the one was going to die. But the other one, no, you was going to be put back in your position. Oh, your dream from God will always promote you back in place, even after a failure. Look down your row. Just look down your row. Look down your row. Look at, uh-huh. Guess what you just noticed? There's not one perfect person on your row. Not one. Not one. So these are situations that we can, we can learn from Joseph. Watch this. After Joseph was in prison, after, after the individual had got out of prison and went back to the king, the king had a dream. But none of his witchcrafts People could interpret his dreams. So then all of a sudden, the person remembered there's a young man in prison who is the leader in the prisons that interpret dream. He interpreted that I was going to be out of prison. You were going to get me out of prison and put me back in position. So the king called for him. Joseph, come out of prison. Watch this. He interprets the king's dream, and the king then places him in the palace. Although your dream might cause you to feel like you're in a pit, although your dream might cause you to have an encounter with a Potiphar, although your dream may cause you to end up in a prison, know that God's intention is always for you to be in the palace. And your dream will put you and establish you right back in the palace. Watch this. The Habakkuk, 2, Habakkuk 2 and 3 says this from the Living Bible. If it seems slow, do not despair, for these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient. Touch your neighbor and say, be patient. Your dream is on its way. Touch the person on the other side. Say, be patient. Your dream is on its way. Yes, yes. That Bible, the Bible concludes with that sentence. It says, 
They will not be overdue a single day. It will not be overdue a single day. One of the things that you have to remember is your dream will always demand integrity. Your dream will demand integrity. When Joseph got tempted by Potiphar's wife, he had to be a man of integrity that I will not touch my master's wife. I'm a man. I'm a person of integrity. So you have to be willing to walk in integrity as a result of your dream. Listen to me. The higher God raises you, you don't want to use the position that he gives you to take advantage of others. I am decreeing and declaring to you today that God is going to lift you. But while he lifts you, don't you become arrogant in yourself and act like you have done this yourself and then you start treating people under you differently. Be humble. In closing, finally, finally. In order for us to learn lessons from Joseph, one of the things that we can take away is that you have to help others with their dream while you're waiting on your dream. You have to be willing to help others with their dream while you are waiting on your dream. Notice, Joseph interpreted the cupbearer's dream. He interpreted the baker's dream. He interpreted Potiphar's dream before his dream was finally realized. You have to be working on somebody else's dream. If you are not dreaming, it is very possible because you haven't given yourself to help another's dream. Ephesians 6 and 8, Ephesians 6 and 8, the Bible says this, what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. I am so glad that you have chosen to partner here with us at the family because that simply means that you have chosen to help us make the dream that God gave us come to pass. But you sacrificing your resources to help the dream come to pass is just a commitment on your part that God will always make resources available to you for your dream. Beautiful scripture in the Bible. I will not forget. This is God speaking. I, the Lord, will not forget your labor of love. Oh, my God in heaven. Can I just help you with something in that? See, there are some people who want to labor and serve in church, but it's not love. And the only thing that God does not forget is a labor of love. Pastor, what does that mean? Whatever you do in the house of God, your whole heart has to be in it. 
your whole mind's got to be in it. If you can't commit to being in what God has asked you to do, then God won't remember your labor because he only remembers the labor of love. Oh, can I just give you the ending of the story? The labor of love always means there's a sacrifice. Pastor, you going to set us up like that? I sure am. I sure am. Part of your sacrifice started today. You might not be able to do the entire fast, but you can do something. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. And if your labor of love is going to be the easy way out because it's a sacrifice to do the Daniel fast because you still want to have your coffee, then God's not going to remember your labor because it was not in love. Pastor, you going to do that? I just want you to have understanding that it's a sacrifice. God will not forget your labor of love. Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you, Lord God, that every individual under the sound of my voice, I thank you, Lord God, that you will give them a dream that will so convict them, God, that they will not be able to do anything until they see what you have said. And Lord God, I thank you that they have to stay in pursuit of you in order to see what you said. Lord God, as we're envisioning envisioning 2020 and beyond, I thank you, Lord God, that you want us to see it before we see it. Lord God, I thank you that because we see what you see, then God, we can have what you say we can have. And Lord God, we thank you that our lives shall never be the same again. In Jesus' name, can we prepare our hearts to receive communion this morning? Did you get in?